0: All right, everybody, welcome to another week of Chopwood Carry Water, the podcast with your favorite activist, I hope, or at least one of your top activists, (laughs) Jessica Craven. Uh, Welcome to another week, and thank you for being here to think for a few minutes about how we can help do some good in this mildly dysfunctional country of ours. I hope you've had a happy uh, holiday weekend if you were celebrating the holidays. And either way, I hope you've been safe, healthy, and maybe a little bit productive. So um, let's get a little bit of housekeeping out of the way. I'm going to just tell you a couple of things right now that I usually save till the end. But just so you know, I do have a newsletter. It is called Chopwood Carry Water. Lots of you already subscribe. But if you don't, it's going to give you a bunch of actions just like the actions I'm talking about today, but it'll give them to you for every weekday. The idea is that it'll give you about five minutes worth of actions to take every day to make a difference. I am also on TikTok, where I make a lot of one-minute videos about phone calls you can make and corporations you can get in touch with and little quick explainers on legislation or different political things that you might have always wondered about. So you can always find me over there at Jess Craven 101 on TikTok. And finally, I do have a Patreon, and I only mention that because it's actually how I make a living. Is um, I am blessed to have a lot of small-dollar donors, a lot of people who give me $5 a month or $10 a month, and that's how I pay my bills. Um, with some help from my husband. (laughs) Anyway, uh, these can all be found at my bit.ly, my page, Jess page. It's bit.ly forward slash Jess page. Everything you need is there. And we also have an email address, chopwoodcarrywaterpod at gmail.com. I would love your questions. There are no dumb questions at all. Um, I will try to answer anything that you send me. And uh, if you hear something in here and you want more information, just shoot me an email and I will send it to you. And finally, this is the ask that you get on every podcast, but there is a reason for it. If you happen to listen to this through Apple, please consider rating and reviewing it. It's an algorithm thing. It, uh, It makes sure that more people will see this podcast. And that's important if we want people to be making these calls. Okay, we're going to go straight to our gratitude list. We start every single episode out talking about some of the things that have gone really well this week. Because, hey, for a change, let's think about that. So let's move to our gratitude list. Okay, we will start Talking about some of the wonderful things that have happened this week because why nobody ever does we all talk about all of the horrible things all of the bad news and yeah of course there is a lot of it but here's some of the great stuff that happened in the past week because I believe that what we focus on grows all right. Starting with some good environmental news, the Biden administration has announced a plan to greatly expand wind farms along the East Coast and generate enough power for more than 10 million homes by the end of the decade. I mean, what a contrast is that? from what we were dealing with a few years ago, right? It's incredible. Also, President Biden this week announced his first 11 judicial nominees, an incredibly beautifully diverse group that includes three Black women for appeals court vacancies. Again, think about what we were dealing with a couple of years ago. I mean, really, for the last four years. It is wonderful to see diversity, um, equity, and justice start to return to our courts, although we have a long way to go. Okay, the Kentucky legislature. I mean, who would have thunk that we would be getting good news out of the Kentucky legislature? But actually, there seems to be a lot of bipartisanship happening there right now. And they have passed a bipartisan election bill that'll make early voting a regular feature of the state's election. And uh, some other things as well, expanding access to the ballot in a lot of other ways. They'll also institute some new security measures, and everybody is happy with these bills. So this is great. It can happen even in a very red state. And in Virginia, I know Virginia comes up every single week. Isn't that fantastic? If you live in Virginia, you should be proud. Your governor, Ralph Northam, just approved the Voting Rights Act of Virginia. So that will make Virginia the first state in the U.S. to enact its own Voting Rights Act. So we all know that we are trying to pass voting rights legislation on a federal level, right, that would cover all of the states. But while we struggle to get that done... It is wonderful to see at least one state passing it on their own. And this will establish early voting access on Sundays. It will give 16- and 17-year-old teenagers the ability to pre-register and more. So that's very exciting. Meanwhile, in New York, they are going to end the use of long-term solitary confinement in prisons and jails. This is a huge deal. Fantastic. Also, New York has officially legalized recreational marijuana. Fantastic. They will invest millions of dollars in cannabis tax revenue in minority communities ravaged by the war on drugs. And meanwhile, Chuck Schumer, possibly inspired by this, is now saying that he's going to make a bid to legalize marijuana federally, even though Biden is apparently not quite yet on board. But we're getting there. So more voting rights good news. And I really want to emphasize this this week in particular, because I know we are all hearing so much bad news out of Georgia and Texas. And that is real. And there is good, too. So in New Jersey, uh, the Democratic legislature has passed two bills. Uh, One expands the early voting period and the other establishes a minimum number of drop boxes each county must have. This is great. Okay. other than that, we had Major League Baseball pulling out of Atlanta after Koch and Delta, who we talked about last week, also spoke out against the voter oppression bills that were just signed into law there. This is great news, right? We need for corporations and big institutions like Major League Baseball to get off the sidelines. It's really one of the only weapons we have in our arsenal at this point now that Republicans have decided to stop listening to voters. So this is great news. And lots of other corporations have spoken out, too. That's good news. Um, an estimated 25 million people will get a boost in food stamp benefits starting this month because of the American Recovery Act. That is huge. 25 million people. Fantastic. Uh, and finally, let's see, I'll stop with this one. And under-the-radar provision in the American Jobs Plan will invest $5 billion in community-based gun violence prevention programs. There are so many things in the American Rescue Plan and in the American Jobs Plan that we just are not even hearing about, and this is one of them. Very exciting. Uh, these community-based gun violence prevention programs work really, really well. So great news to hear that they are putting so much money into them. Excellent news! So let's have a little round of applause in our you know, little rooms and under our headphones for all of the good stuff that did happen this week. And now we're going to move on to Legislation 101. Okay, so we're here to talk Ledge 101, one bill that I'm going to tell you just enough about that maybe you'll feel comfortable calling your legislators and saying, hey, I'd like you to support this bill. The bill we're going to talk about today, because everything is about voting rights right now, right? We have already talked about H.R. 1 slash in the Senate, right? The For the People Act. We know that that is a must-pass bill. But the other bill, it is sort of a companion bill, and it is the one that Stacey Abrams actually is pushing for equally hard, is the John Lewis Voting Rights Act, H.R. 4. So this bill does not yet have a separate number in the Senate. It is just H.R. 4, the John Lewis Voting Rights Act in both the House and the Senate, as far as I've been able to tell. It has already passed in the House. So this is yet another fantastic bill that is now waiting for a vote and passage in the Senate. And it is so important and so huge. So what this bill does, and this is the bill that we may be able to break the filibuster over finally because everybody supports it, at least on paper. We all love John Lewis. There's this, this bill is a no-brainer. Basically, to give a very quick explainer, We all know about the 1965 Voting Rights Act, right? We generally know that that did a huge amount to sort of make it easier and more possible for people to vote, particularly black and brown people who were being suppressed with Jim Crow era laws. So Voting Rights Act made a huge difference. And then in 2013, the Supreme Court gutted a section of the Voting Rights Act, in a decision called Shelby v. Holder. I am not an expert. You don't need to be an expert. All we need to know is that the John Lewis Voting Rights Act would sort of put that part back in place. And basically, that part of the Voting Rights Act sort of talked about states which were known to have voter suppression and made it so that they had to get some sort of permission. They called it pre-clearance in order to change their voting laws, right? So states that were known for being not really on the up and up with their voting patterns, right? They had to get pre-clearance according to the Voting Rights Act. And when this section was gutted, those states no longer had to get pre-clearance or permission, to make voting changes, and so a lot of those states have slipped back into bad behavior. So the John Lewis Voting Rights Act would basically undo that, and Stacey Abrams has repeatedly said that passing this bill is equally important to passing H.R. 1. So when we call our legislators this week, again, here, I'm going to pretend I'm calling right now. I'm calling my senator, right? The phone is ringing. I've looked up her phone number online, and I've put it in my phone, and I'm calling my senator, and when I get probably the voicemail because it's very unlikely that anyone is going to answer the phone, but maybe they will. And I just say, oh hi, my name is Jessica Craven. I am a constituent. My zip code is pop pop. I am calling today to say that I support the John Lewis Voting Rights Act, HR 4, and I want the senator to support it as well. That's it. That's the call. If you have a Democratic senator, you can add If it takes getting rid of the filibuster to pass this bill, I think it's that important. Please tell the senator to do so. Boom! You're done. Right? So easy. If you make this call, you will be just just making a tiny but very important difference in whether or not this legislation actually gets passed. Our representatives are watching to see what they get calls on, how many calls they get, how passionate people are, they really are paying attention. I met with Dianne Feinstein's office not that long ago with some of my um, activist leader friends. We meet with Feinstein's office every other month with one of the aides there. And they said, we're getting a ton of calls about the, fi- about the filibuster. And it's really making the senator pay attention. So we know these things work. We have heard Senator Feinstein moving As far as the filibuster goes, she's not all the way there yet, but her stance has softened. That is because of our phone calls. Similarly, we need to be making a lot of noise. I support the John Lewis Voting Rights Act. And then always you can add, and I support H.R. 1, we must protect our democracy by passing federal voting protections. Okay, enough about that. That's your little Ledge 101 for the week. Okay, and now we're back with elections. So I had a lot of fun this week making phone calls into Wisconsin. And you know what? As soon as I'm done recording this, I'm going to go do it again. I told you last week about the uh, election that is happening there. Election day is tomorrow as I record this, April 6th. They are electing state superintendent and then some judges and a bunch of things that people think are boring until they realize how much power those people have and how often Those people move up and become our future governors and senators and Congress members. So it's looking good for tomorrow. I think we're in pretty good position to win this race, but I'm not sure. So I'm going to go and make some more phone calls later. And I think the high point of my phone banking this week for this race was getting an 83-year-old woman. On the phone, who lived in assisted living and after we had talked and she told me how she was planning on returning her ballot because a lot of these calls are just information. How are you going to vote? Do you know where your dropbox is? Yada, yada. She said, you know, I have another question that maybe you can answer. I, I have always wanted to volunteer and make phone calls like you. How? Who do I call to do that? Now, we're supposed to ask people if they want to volunteer at the end of the phone call. So it was so lovely to be able to say, I can absolutely connect you. And then we had a nice talk about how much fun it is to make these phone calls and, and how I thought she would be really great at it. And and I hope that maybe this will even give her a little bit of pleasure. And, and you know, um, it's a wonderful way to feel like you are a part of something bigger than yourself. So that was a real treat. I got, I got a volunteer. That is a wonderful thing. Uh, but when this election is done tomorrow, I'm going to spend the rest of the week thinking about and doing a little bit of phone banking for a special election coming up in Texas. And I wanted to make you aware of it. For one thing, we'll be hearing a lot in the news this week about the Texas voter suppression bills that are about to get signed into law. I hope they don't They probably will, but they're worse than the Georgia ones, okay? They're really bad. I'm going to talk about it more in a second when we get to the grab your wallet section, but they're bad. They're very, very, very bad. And when I get angry about something like that and feel, you know, sometimes we feel impotent or just, oh, it's so frustrating and I don't know how to... I don't know how to strike back against that. One of the things I can do is help win an election in that state. And right now we have a chance, right? So Congressional District 6 has a special election. Again, this is the same reason we had a special election in Louisiana because there was a Republican congress member in this district. He got COVID, he died. Uh, In fact, the situation is very, very similar to the Louisiana special election I talked about a couple weeks ago, except that this is a much, much more flippable district. Um, Last time we lost this by just a couple of points. So this is totally doable, especially with special elections. It's really just a get out the vote thing. It's just who gets more people to pay attention and vote, right? Because turnout in special elections is famously low. So we are looking to fill the seat of Republican Ron Wright, who died in February of COVID. This is going to be something called a jungle primary. Ooh, what is that? We have them in California, too. Basically, it just means a whole bunch of people can run and do run. In this case, we have over a dozen candidates from all parties on the ballot. We, uh, we, Everybody votes. If one candidate gets over 50% of the vote, that person wins. If not, the top two candidates, no matter what party, go into a runoff. <clears throat> so what we are trying to do is get at least one Democrat into the runoff. There's uh, It's likely going to go to a runoff. So I am doing phone banking with a wonderful organization called Flip the West. And Flip the West is great. They haven't even chosen a candidate. They are just calling Democratic voters. And this is just voter education. You guys, this is so easy we're calling all registered Democrats, mostly leaving voicemails. I mean, do you know how to leave a voicemail? I'm sure you do, unless you're Gen Z. I don't think they really do voicemails. But, you know, for the most part, we all know how to do it, right? Just leaving a message, saying I'm a volunteer. We're just calling to remind you there's a really important election coming up on May 1st. And then, you know, reminding them about how to vote. It's very difficult to vote by mail in Texas. They're about to make it even harder. So uh, it's hard to vote in Texas, period. It's a very highly suppressive state. Um, but still, we are going to help educate people and remind them how to do it. So that's it. It's really friendly, it's really easy. If we get somebody on the phone, we will say, you know. Are you going to be voting? And if they say yes, we're going to make a note of that so the campaign knows that that's a good active voter. If they say yes, and I will vote for whoever the Democrat is, we're going to make a note of that. And uh, it's really important. So much of the way we win is simply having enough volunteers to get this kind of information so the campaigns know where to focus their resources. Uh, The day of the election, they know whose door they need to knock on to get out to the polls because somebody has already contacted them on the phone and determined that they are going to vote for our candidate. So this is fun. This is really lowball, easy stuff. Please consider signing up. You can either go to the document in my link tree. Uh, I've got a document dedicated all to elections that are coming up in different ways you can help. And if you go to that document, there's a section on Texas. Or you can also just go to Flip the West, go to their website and sign up there love them. They've got an automatic dialer. You don't even have to, your own phone number will not be used. The dialer calls for you. It's, you listen to some nice hold music. It's, it's very good. So, okay. Last section. It's time for Grab Your Wallet. We don't have any Grab Your Wallet theme music yet, but maybe we will soon. We're Invincible all right, we got that good theme music instead. It's good, right? Um, we are invincible. So, okay, the last thing I'm going to talk about before I go, there's always so much. And again, if you want if you want sort of like this every day in little doses, I do recommend signing up for the newsletter because this is what I do. Every day I give you a little call and I give you a little grab your wallet and I give you a little election. Just just enough to sort of keep you in the game. So, what we are going to talk about today for grab your wallet again is this Texas voter suppression Bill that is moving through the state house likely to be passed because Texas is dominated by Republicans. They have a Republican governor, they have a Republican state house. So the bill is Senate Bill 7. It's already passed out of committee. What this bill will do, and again, I've said this already, but Texas is already a really hard place to vote. They make it hard. But this bill will restrict early voting hours, ban drive through voting. This is something that uh, we had drive through voting during the November elections, and some very highly populated districts, AKA Democratic districts, used it a lot. So they want to get rid of it. They don't want that. Um, it will prevent election officials from encouraging vote by mail applications, it will require disabled voters who vote by mail to provide proof of disability and more. It's nasty. It's a nasty bill. And what I want you to know is that the top corporation supporting the politicians pushing these bills is AT&T. AT&T has given $577,000 to support Governor Abbott, Lieutenant Governor Patrick, and several other Texas legislators sponsoring these voter suppression bills. I would like you to consider calling them or emailing them and letting them know that they should stop giving money, to politicians who support voter suppression. Their CEO has an email address. His name is John Stanky. His email address is really easy. It's JS, like uh, Jessica, Susan, 9991 at att.com. You can also call them at 210-821-4105. And also this information is all in my link tree uh, under Stop Texas Voter Suppression. You can go in there. You can see the other companies that are giving these politicians money. I've got an email template for you. You can email each one of them and use my script. I make it really easy. But as we have already seen this week, when we start making a lot of noise, these corporations will change their behavior. They will stop giving to these people, but only if we stay on them constantly. So that is our job, right? Stay on them constantly. I should just have a t-shirt that just says that. Stay on them constantly. Stay on them all. Because really, when we make noise, things change. So that's what we're doing here, right? We're making noise. And I want to thank you for coming and listening for another week. It is such a treat to be here with you. It is so exciting to hear that this podcast is actually making a bit of a difference, that it's giving people a couple of tools for reaching out, that it's helping people find their voices. And that's what I'm here for. I am here to remind you that your voice is your superpower. And that sounds cheesy, but it's true. And I also want to remind you that you are a building block for democracy. You Every single citizen in this country is a building block for the democracy that we are supposed to have. So let me know what you do this week. Let me know how it goes. I will be out there with you. I will be doing every single thing I just asked you to do and a little bit more. So if you're, uh, you know, if you're out there on the activism scene, maybe I will see you Um as we trudge the road to a happier democracy, I have a fabulous week. I send so much love and so much support, and I'm proud of you for being in this with me. Thanks a lot, and let's go chop wood and carry water together. Until next week. Bye bye.